Good morning. It's nice to be back. It really is. I would much rather be here than cruising down the Mediterranean. Honestly. Now, it's lovely to back. We stood there and just worshipped. I thought, when you're away on holiday sometimes, that's what you miss, isn't it? Just gathering with God's people, uh, just worshipping. And it's so lovely to be back here uh, today. Uh, just a couple of things I will add to what uh, Risa said. Um, uh, Paula is off for two weeks from today, so please don't disturb her. Uh, if you have to disturb anybody about something to do with church, uh, disturb Rebecca Hughes, okay? Because she's, <laughs> she's going to be here for two weeks. Let, to, contact myself or Rebecca uh, and stuff over the next two weeks because uh, Reese is off this week and then he's heading down to the Pulse Youth Camp where our young people are going uh, next week uh, for the, the CCI youth camp and stuff. So Reese is away this week, but then heading down there. So he's not going to be around either. So please, uh, please talk to contact myself or Rebecca about anything to do uh, with church. We're continuing on with the series, uh, The Power of Don't. Uh, which I'm assuming because I never checked on YouTube that anybody who was preaching the last three weeks uh, preached on that as well. Now you're looking at me like, I know they didn't know. So we're continuing on with that series, The Power of Don't. And so I'm uh, looking at the passage in Proverbs 3. Uh, simply says, don't lean. How we navigate the journey of life. And the question is as old as life itself because we know that life uh, can be unpredictable. Uh, we may have a plan sometimes. We may think, oh, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to achieve it and this is what's going to happen. But sometimes there are things that happen that make that uncertain and unpredictable. And the verse that we're going to look at in Proverbs 3 in the Old Testament is a father's advice to his child. A father, King David, looks around at the world and he asks the question, who can you trust? And he gives this advice to his son. And this is great advice for, for anybody uh, that, that is following God uh, and simply when it comes to making choices. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we come before you today. We thank you as we gather in your house with your people. Father, we come around your word and we thank you you have something to say to us every time we open this, Lord, for it is your living word. And we invite you now, Lord, to speak to us through your spirit, through your word today. We thank you, Father God, for all you've done in our lives, Father, as fathers, we've trusted in you in times, Lord, where, uh, of uncertainty, of times when we're just not sure because of things that have happened to us. The Father, we just question sometimes what to do. Father, when we read verses like this, it gives us the answer to simply trust in you. Don't lean on our own understanding. Put you first, acknowledge you, and we thank you for that today as we take this, break it apart and look at it as you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. And quickly, by way of introduction, there are four things here uh, that we look to. As the father gives the advice to his son, he, he does this, he, he tells him firstly, most importantly, he looks and he says, our heart, and our heart in the Old Testament is our description of our, our life, our strength, our mind, our soul, our spirit. Uh, and then it comes to our understanding, 
And the reason that he uses our understanding here is because, as we know, life doesn't often always make sense. There are things that happen to us that we never expected. There are things that come along that, that are uncertain, that are unpredictable. It could come through a telephone call. It could come through a medical report. It could come through anything. Uh, and sometimes we struggle with that because we're like, I had it all planned out. This is what I was going to do. This is how I was going to achieve it. And I'm sure we, for, for, as, as we read that verse, it was written originally. Uh, and David writes these words. He wants uh, Solomon to understand. He wants him to, to, to understand, to help him. That, that listen, it doesn't always make sense. Sometimes things happen and, and there's an uncertainty. And we're unsure about them. But he gives them the, the thing to do. And, and he tells them the four things that we're to look at. The heart our understanding, our ways, which is our course, our action, our decisions, our choices. You remember being at school, and I'm sure you still do it today. I'm not that old. Or you go and see the careers officer. Do you still do that today? Who's at school? Yes, you do. And they ask you, what do you want to do when you leave school? And I wanted to be a fireman. I did. I wanted to be a fan, but I don't really like heights. So it would be only any good if the fire was on the ground. And I remember saying this to the careers officer, and she, she looked at me, you know, the way some people would look at you, like, this boy's an idiot, like, you know, it's, uh, it did and we have our ways planned out, whereas we thought to myself, for 14 or 15, obviously the dream was to be the centre forward for Aston Villa, but that wasn't going to happen, and stuff, so I thought I had to look at another option, and I thought, well, it could be a fireman. I uh, didn't like the height, so that was no good. And I remember thinking that so many people used to go in there, but they used to have this plan of action, uh, the, this course of what they wanted to do, and lots of people will do that. Uh, they'll plan that this is what I'm going to study, this is what I'm going to do for, you know, it's a plan is the A-levels, and then the degree, and then I'm going to get a job doing this, and, and that's a plan of my life all worked out. And sometimes things don't work out like that. Maybe we don't get the exam grades. Maybe the door closes because, you know, it, it just wasn't for us or we, didn't, we, we weren't the person that they were looking for. Or, and, and so life takes a change, of course, doesn't it? Uh, as we get older and we think to ourselves, you know, we look back and think how we ended up in the position and the circumstances that we're in now. But there is a part of the, this that is trusting in God and not leaning on our own understanding, giving over the fourth thing, which is our paths to him, and our paths is our agenda, our desires, and our dreams. So I'm sure Solomon, the son, as his father has spoken this, has his own dreams, doesn't he? But what, what he wants to do, the, the desires of his heart. And, you know, often we have to give those over to God and say, God, it's not about what I want to do, but it's about what you want to do in my life, that I give my life over to you. I give over my heart and my understanding, my ways and my path. And we're told to do these things. There are four things that we're told to do. And, and by way of introduction, the most important one is to trust. And the word used here is like a servant waiting for his master. A soldier yields itself for a general. It's the opposite of doubt. And trust is often tied with patience, isn't it? That we have to be patient because the answer doesn't come. So many of us, and I'm guilty of it, you know, I, I pray about it today expecting God to answer it tomorrow. And if he doesn't answer it tomorrow, I've given up by the next day. Because we're to trust. 
and trust often ties itself in with, with patience. But then it comes and it says what we're, we're not to do. We're, we're, we're simply not to lean on our own understanding. Uh, and, and actually, the, the times of that is because there was so, many, so much of us that gets in the way sometimes. And that's what it says, don't lean on your own understanding. Because sometimes what goes on in here confuses what God wants to do in my life because I have my own desires and my own dreams and my own agenda and my own way of thinking it should happen. Uh, and simply the word lean in the original Hebrew just simply means to rest upon. Just to simply rest. If you lean on something, you know, you're just resting upon it, aren't you? You know, by way of illustration this morning, I was going to sing, you remember the song by Bill Withers, Lean On Me? Yeah? I shall say this, those of us of a certain generation will remember that, Leon, a very famous song and stuff, and some of you are like, yes, I remember that and stuff. But listen, lean just simply means, not lean on our own understanding, but simply to lean on God for support. But there's things that we must do as well because it tells us the third thing that we're to acknowledge God in all our ways. You know, the word acknowledge simply means that we're to know him, to know him, to recognize that he is the one that works in our lives. He is the one who has a plan. You know, it's easy to believe that God has a plan for our lives until we put the plan for our lives into his hands. And then suddenly it becomes a little bit scary because it's like we're all like, yes, Lord, I believe you have a plan for my life. But do you trust me with it? When I put that plan into his hands, and that's acknowledging, that's to know him in every aspect, in everything that we're doing, knowing God is the one that works in our lives. And finally, the fourth thing there, we see that he directs us. It leads to his goal, his purpose. We fulfill his plan for our life. Not, not necessarily our plan. It says, you know, God is not the big joy killer. He doesn't kill everything that we enjoy. He doesn't take care. He uses our giftings and our abilities and our, our heart and our desires. And he uses all of those. But he uses it for his glory. To lead to, to his purpose. To fulfill his plan for our life. We often sometimes look at life and think to myself, uh, no matter how talented or untalented somebody may be, or how gifted or ungifted they may be, the greatest thing you can do with your life is give it over to God for him to use it for his glory. For often the person that God uses is often the most surprised that God has used them. That actually because they're looking, who, me? Me, you choose me to do that. Me, I, I can't do it, you know. And it's why this song Amazing Grace that Scott led us in this morning, the words of that is so powerful. He didn't know what I was speaking on. What tremendous words are just fit with what God does in our life. He says simply, his work, a glory, that it, his work in our life brings glory to him. And you know, we see verse 5, we're, we're told we can't do we're told to trust in the Lord and not trust our own understanding. You know, you can't do both. You know, you can't sit in the middle and say, well, I trust the Lord a little bit when it makes sense, but then I trust my own understanding and I'm that, you know. And it's like it's standing in one camp or the other. Do I trust God or do I trust my own understanding? You know, and, and that's why it's written there. That these things are, 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 are simply exclusive. They're simply, it's one or the other. 
It's, it's one camp or the other that we can live in. Uh, you know, we can't depend on our own ability to understand everything that God is doing. Have you ever met one of those people? I admit I'm like this, right? I'm an expert at everything. So I don't like trusting anybody else to do what needs to be done, even if I don't know anything about it. I'll admit it, I'll confess my sin, I've been on holiday, I'm in a good mood. So that's it, and we can be like that, can't we? And since my family's looking at me going, ah, oh, it's like, it doesn't matter what it is, I don't trust anybody else to do it. I mean, I remember when, as you know, I don't like flying, but I've flown loads of times now, and I went to the course, a fear of flying course, and he stood up at the beginning, and the hotel room was full of people like me who didn't want to fly, and he said, he said, I'll tell you what the problem is. You're all control freaks. <laughs> and I thought, actually, you know, he's right, actually, to be honest with you. You all want to be flying the plane. And I thought, actually, he's right, you know that. I can't fly a plane for love or money but I want to be flying the plane because I somehow don't trust the pilot at the front. I don't care how many years he's trained for it. I don't care that he knows what that flashing button does. He says, I just don't quite trust him. And he's absolutely right. How often are we like that with God in our life? When God directs us, we're sort of, I don't quite trust what God is going to do in my life with me. And so I would rather do it myself uh, and, and so we transfer that from those around us to the work that God does in our life. And that's what happens because there are so many things in life that we must acknowledge that we cannot understand. You know, that in Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, and this is a tremendous verse just to help us. It tells us why we often don't understand what God is doing. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord for that as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts somebody would said to me that's a cop out from God what do you mean he says well that just means anything that's going on and you don't understand you can just point people to that verse and they just simply say well you know God's ways are higher and you don't have to always understand and I thought about it and I thought but that's it, it has to be like that because there's no possible way we can comprehend the mind of God in what God is doing. I mean, we just simply cannot do it. It's incomprehensible to, to our minds, to our brains. Uh, and when Isaiah writes these words, he's actually speaking the truth that actually gives us some confidence when we don't understand everything that's happening. It's not an excuse, but a foundation for our trust. There's simply, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. God is working something out that we don't always see. We see a small part of the puzzle, yet God sees the whole picture. And it's not a cop-out. It, it's a confidence for us to know when we don't understand, when it doesn't make sense, that actually it makes sense to God. That God is working stuff out and doing stuff oftentimes we don't even see or understand but we're trusting him and having confidence in him and we're leaning on him and not leaning on our own understanding uh, so trusting in God doesn't mean that we always understand everything that happens we, we mustn't look at that and say well the more I trust God the more I understand what he's doing no 
Actually, when we trust God, what we're doing is we're simply saying, God, I don't always understand God, but I trust you. And the trusting God is more important than anything else. Uh, and as David writes this to his son, he's giving him the confidence to understand that actually uh, beyond your paths and your desires and your dreams and everything that you're doing, the most important thing is to trust God even when it doesn't make sense, even when you don't understand everything that's happening, even when you look at it and think, well, I'm not quite sure what God is doing here. Do, do I continue down this path? And God says, you just got to trust me. You see, our limited understanding can lead us astray sometimes. Proverbs 16 verse 25 says there is a way that appears to be right but in the end it leads to death. And every person faces a decision, don't they? Who am I leaning on? Who am I trusting? When we call this sermon series the power of don't, it's almost like this verse is almost like the central part of it to simply say to us, it says no, no way is it more effective than this verse that says trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding because that's how it gets messy. And you see, it tells us the next thing that we've got to do because of a time we, we acknowledge God. We know him in all our ways when we contemplate just how completely God has forgiven us. Somebody just wrote this and I thought, this really sums it up. It's not complicated. You know, I was in a devotion this morning and the, the writer was writing just a thought that it just lost me. But at the end, he just said, this is every day with something to be thankful to God for. And I thought, wow, you know, if nothing else I got out of this, it's just so true. Uh, every day I've got something to say. Thank you that he saved me. Thank you that he created me. But, but I, I read this as, a, as I studied this. He said this, and this truth is just amazing. The Lord loves you intimately and has forgiven you completely. That's acknowledging God. The intimately just simply... He knows everything about you and he loves you anyway. He knows everything that's happened to you and he loves you anyway. He says he knows the mistakes, he knows the failures, he knows the moments you've been weak, he knows the times that you've wanted to give up and you have given up. He says that's what it means for God to love you intimately. But then he forgives you completely. That's the part of knowing him. And you see we learn to acknowledge God in our ways when we read the word of God faithfully. It says to acknowledge God in all of our ways. We see by the second point here, we must allow the Bible to transform us. You know, what I love about reading the stories in the Bible of the people, that they simply just, that they represent and demonstrate what we're saying this morning. They're trusting in God when it doesn't always make sense. That, why would Moses come to the edge of the Red Sea and think, I'm not going to get the people across here? God says, well, trust me. Don't lean on your own understanding, I'm God. You know, David stands before Goliath and thinks, says, no earthly way this little boy can win. He says, what's he doing? He's not leaning on his own understanding. He's trusting God completely. When Abraham and Sarah get to an ancient age where they can't have kids naturally, uh, and, and God says, well, trust me. Don't lean on your own understanding. There is story after story in the Bible that's simply about people who have to trust God and not lean on their own understanding. And I wonder if it's our story as well, that there are times in our lives, there are things that we're going through at the moment where we are having to trust God, but it's not always making sense. We don't always understand what's happening. But I encourage you today to trust God 
to read his word so it transforms us to simply pray continually he loves you he cares about you and so here we are you see uh, the more you know God the more you will love him the more you love him the more you will want to obey him because you know that will please him the way won't always be easy but if we trust him we are able to rest in his will for us and let him direct our paths part of us giving our lives to God getting saved whatever words we want to use it's about us surrendering our life surrendering our life is taking the life and the choices that we have and we want to make and giving them over to God and saying we're not leaning on our own understanding we're trusting him with everything so at the moment if that door is closed for something and you think to yourself I thought that was a door I was supposed to go through somebody even prayed for me somebody even gave me a word somebody even gave me a bible verse yet the door remained closed and that's the moment the point that we have to trust God completely that's the moment that we don't lean on our own understanding because when we do that we end up getting us into trouble and you see when we come and we don't lean on our own understanding as I've said the opposite is trusting God trusting God is a practical outworking of having a faith in him to confide in him to place hope in him Jim talked about it at the table this I recall to mind yet I have hope and it says and as Jim has explained in the story and have spoken from this lotus I'm a tremendous verse in the darkest period of the people's history and Jeremiah's looking around and he's saying what devastation is going on as the people are ruined or in, and going into captivity he says Jeremiah in lamentations is going on and he's saying all these things about how bad it is but he pauses and he stops for a second says this I recall to mind therefore I have hope he says the bit I love about this is actually it was his responsibility to recall to mind the faithfulness of God and what God had done in his life and that brought about the hope that he had even though it was devastating around him even though it didn't make any sense even though there was no understanding for what was happening he has this hope his steadfast love of the Lord never ceases wow if you just hold on to that this morning if you just take hold of that today because we trust God trust is an ongoing action of faith on our part Corrie Ten Boom says this says when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark you don't throw away the ticket and jump off you sit still and trust the driver isn't that true of what God does in our life he says when we go through the tunnel of, uh, and we don't understand all that's happening we don't say well it's time to get off now it's dark outside he says we're not sure he knows what he's doing he says how true is that for us with what God does in our life we still trust him in the darkness we still trust him when we don't understand we do not lean on our own understanding uh, and we come here and we see that life often doesn't make sense trusting God doesn't mean uh, sorry trusting God means that we're not always don't always get the answer explanation the reason we are looking for but trusting God means he does things his way in our life he says perspective is always a great thing isn't it hindsight 
You know, hindsight, I realise this, hindsight always gives you the right answer, doesn't it? You know when you look back and think to yourself, I wish I had done it differently. You know, it's easy to do that. You can't do that looking forward, can you? You can't do that. It's sort of a bit of a guessing game, trusting God and I'm making the right decision. But actually, hindsight always gives you the right answer. And when you do something wrong and somebody says to you, maybe you should have done it this way. Yeah. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for blessing me with that thought. And he says, you know, people say that. Matter of fact, I probably say it as well, because you look at something that's happened, and you say, you know, yeah, listen, maybe you should have tried that way. Or, or maybe someone said like this, maybe you should have done it the way your wife told you the first time. Fellas, can we relate to that? No? Okay, then. Scott can relate to it. He's only been married. He's only been married three weeks, like, you know what I mean? He said, and, and that's it. Hindsight always gives us the right answer. This has nothing to do with hindsight. Here, it's all forward-looking. It's David sitting with Solomon and saying, for you going forward, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. He says, because when you look back, you'll look at it and say, I made all these mistakes, and Solomon did make the mistakes. He says, the start of his journey started out tremendously where we trusted God, where God said to him, he said, listen, Solomon, I give you anything you want. Uh, and imagine that as, a, a, as, a, as God coming to you, Sally. And he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for fame. He didn't ask for splendor. He says, God, would you make me wiser? Oh, what a tremendous request. But he didn't stick at it. He didn't hold to it. He allowed things to come into his life where he thought to himself, I'm going to lean a bit more on my own understanding than trusting God. That's a danger when it comes to this, that we're to trust God, not to lean on our own understanding. To the conclusion today, in finishing because of time, he says, I want to encourage you today in the application of this. This is where you are today. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I can trust God anymore with this situation. Let me encourage you to trust him today. Let, let me encourage you today to give it another day, to give God another chance, to give him another try. Because when we lean on our own understanding and make our own decisions, that's when it tends to get messy. That's when it tends to, we tend to fail and make the mistakes. So I encourage you today, says to trust God, even if it doesn't make sense. To trust God, even if you're not getting the answers that you're looking for. To trust him today, not to lean on your own understanding. Because he loves you intimately this morning. Has forgiven you completely today. And you are a son and daughter of his this morning. He has a plan for your life. And simply it's bigger and it's better and it's more hopeful, more purposeful than anything that you can do, any way that you can live. Trust him today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Father, the power of your word. Even just in that simple thought of trusting you and not leaning on our own understanding. We just thank you for that today and pray for each and every person gathered here for we know some of their situations. That God, when it's not making sense to them, Father, let them trust you. Father, when they're not getting the answers they're looking for, Father, help them to trust you. When the doors aren't opening, 
Lord, help them to trust you. Father, any situation or circumstance that people are going through in here, Father, this verse directs us not to lean on our understanding on what we think, on what we think we should do, on our plans or our actions, but trusting you. And Father, we ask as that is a request of our prayers at the end of this word today, that God would you increase our faith to trust you in everything that we're facing. In Jesus' name, amen.